Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Seducing Aliveness. I am Jen Halterman, who was very busy talking with Tamara Younger when it said your show will go live in five seconds. And I went, yeah. oh, here we go. <laughs> I love the green room. I, lo- yeah. I love when the show su- surprises us. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So, Good morning, everyone, all the brave souls who are choosing to join us, because we are talking about the trans narcissism, and this has been a topic since show number 14, so 15 shows ago, that we have been asked to do more on this topic than any other show. We've had certain shows really resonate, but this show has been consistently, when are you going to talk about this more? And... As Tamara and I are, we are known to be the pot stirrers. We stir the pot. We rattle the cage. We expose the lies. We know this about ourselves. We don't hide it from you. The only way that I think that either of us were willing to come back to this topic is to address the biggest piece of denial. And that is the narcissist is the bad bully and the victim is at the effect of them. And that Mm. is what brought us here to talking about this because I think it might not be what you think it is. So buckle up, Buttercup, we're going in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's something that comes up a lot when I'm uh, coaching my clients. It is um, the kind of standard fallback position to, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, to point the finger and say somebody's doing something to us. Or you know the the that person's that person's a bad person, and the thing that I come back to over and over and over again is that we can't expect all the quote unquote bad people in the world to change so that we can finally feel safe. Good luck with that. That is never going to happen. If you are sitting in a place where you're like, well, if so-and-so would just change, if this person would stop being a bully, if they would stop being an asshole, if they would stop taking advantage, if they would stop you know, then life would be so much better. The world would be so much better. That's not going to happen. And what that is, is a um, dismissal of responsibility because there will always, well, I'm not going to say that. There, there are people who are very willing to take advantage, to manipulate, to um, extract. They're, we've, they're everywhere, right? You see them all the time. Mm -hmm. And as long as they're there, the invitation is wide open for us to claim our power that prevents them from having that impact in our lives. That's the thing. Like if you're sitting there going, if they would just change, I want them to change. They need to change. They need to change. Whether it's a narcissist or any, you know, you can't make them the bad guy. That's making them the scapegoat and trying to get Mm -hmm. yourself off the hook rather than saying, okay, how am I? And I just had this conversation with somebody when I was in Paris um, who went, went through a, what he described as a horrendous divorce and that the mm-hmm. aftermath of that was lingering and continuing and on and on and on. And boy, was he making her the bad guy in this picture. And she's a narcissist and on and on. I mean, this was the exact conversation. And I said, you know, I listen, 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 and then I can't help it. I got to poke. So I said, <laughs> have you done any, have you, looked at how it is that you're functioning that allowed you to engage in this experience with this person. I think that's pretty much word for word what I said. And and he kind of looked at me funny for a second. And then he said, well, what I really believe is, 
it's all as a result of a past life. And then he went into oh, this whole, you favorite. know, past life this, past life that, blah 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 blah. And I said, I said, okay, you know, I'm I'm I, I I'm totally I believe in past lives and all that. I said, here's the thing that sometimes you got to be cautious about, is if you if you put make that your reason and justification, then you are now insulating yourself from ever having the awareness of how you were functioning that allowed you in, to engage with this person and have this experience because you just go, oh, well, you know, past life karma, there you go. Mm-hmm. Does that make you a victim? I mean, I get that, that there will be interactions that we have from people that are lingering from a past life. I get that. But to just say, oh, this happened to me because of a past life, I really think right. that insulates you from from doing the work of saying, "Wow, how did I create that?" And that that's I gotta say, I'm I'm pretty happy that when my divorce occurred, uh, when my ex-husband left, that was the first thing I went to. As I went, "Wow, what, where, how the fuck was I functioning?" <laughs> that allowed myself to be so blindsided. And and I think that's the the question that people don't ask themselves enough is how am I functioning that allowed me to engage in this experience? So if you're getting bullied, if somebody's being a narcissist in your life, or there's something going on that you feel manipulated and taken advantage of, you might want to look at where you're allowing that to happen. Right. Um, Absolutely. Because I think that's the trance. The trance of narcissism. I believe the trance is you have bought into that you do not have power or that, you know, you, have, you don't have a say because of past life. You don't have a say because they are so powerful. You don't have a say because of your abuse patterns. Anything you use to justify why you are not the one who could make this change is the trance and the lie you are living according to, and that's what's keeping you stuck, my friends. It's not them. Mm. It's not their mighty powers of narcissism or sociopath or, you know, whatever label you want to put on it. It's not. It's actually your trance of disbelieving, disowning your power of choice. One One of the things that I find so interesting is, you know, I, I've had a number of clients, I've had friends, I've had loved ones who have been like, oh, my gosh, I just realized that, you know, my this person I've been living with is a freaking narcissist or sociopath or whatever, you know, whatever fit what they were experiencing. And they, they felt so relieved because they got to look at the person that they had seen as so mean and have a, a justification for that person. And I can't even tell you how many times – I have sat and said, and why are you in this relationship? And had the the excuse, the justification, the explanation be horseshit, a huge pile of horseshit, and they're believing it. And they can't hear a word I'm saying because they are within the trance of the lie that they have bought. And to me, you know, it's not my job to even save them. That's the thing. It's not my job to stop the narcissist from being a narcissist. It's not my job to save the people who are choosing to be at the effect of them or their victim. And, by the way, it's also not my job to go out and warn everybody to not be in any contact with them. No. What, and I, what and, and, my and, responsibility is to be in my power and to be in my awareness. That's, that's all that's mine. Yep, that's it. And and that's the thing is that you know I couldn't help yesterday I post a, I posed a question on Facebook um, that that was something about what if the experiences that seemingly fuck you over uh, are the very experiences that are an invitation for you to uh, claim on and acknowledge the power that you've denied ever having. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing is that when when as soon as you label somebody as soon as you point the finger and say well they're a narcissist and they've got me in their grips mm-hmm. you know they're they yep. these incredibly powerful narcissists have them in my grips and then and then here's the thing and I may have said this yesterday but it bears repeating as soon as you make that person wrong 
As soon as you make that label wrong, as soon as you make that energy wrong, as soon as you say that is wrong, then you have taken a defensive position against what you've made wrong. And anything that you take a defensive position against, you're doing that for the very reason that you believe it's greater than you and you are powerless in the face of it. So that's exactly what I mean when I say, you know, if you are denying your own, like if you bought in, and I did this, I bought into my own helplessness and and uh, powerlessness. I sort of uh, mimicked my mother in that in that sense. If you are denying that you are a powerful, an innately, inherently powerful, capable individual, then it's really easy to point the finger and say they did it to me. They are so powerful. Right. They have me in their grips, and mm-hmm. and that's why I say you know. Sometimes a narcissist can actually be a huge contribution to your life. Like, what contribution is this that I'm not acknowledging? Because what it does is to invite you to where you are, to, to invite you to the awareness of where you're playing the game of helplessness and powerlessness, where you are denying your own potency. And you're saying, oh my God, that person is so much greater than me. They are so, they're so powerful and they've got me in my grips. Mm-mm. Yep. That's the invitation is to, is to, Break that spell and stop buying that lie. Because the moment that you do, you will not be at the effect of anyone like that ever again. Yes, absolutely. Well, and, you know, quite honestly, that's one of the pieces that I think is really scary for a lot of people. If I, Because especially if they say, this person's in my family, this person is my spouse, this person is whatever, is... In their mind, the only way, because they have so made the other person wrong and them the victim, the only way that they can see actually making anything work for them is they must not just rupture the relationship, but destroy the relationship and destroy the other person so that they can be triumphant. And if that is the only way you see getting out, there's more for you to explore. There is much more because the moment that you reclaim your power and stop playing that game, because it's a game. It is. It's just a game. And they just happen to be playing in the role of using narcissistic behavior to win. That's all it is. (laughs) When you change how you are interacting, when you change what you require, when you change the way you're showing up that sets them up to have this power over you, it automatically changes. I, there are many people, there's actually somebody in my life, I met this man, and instantly I was like, I don't know what it is about you, but I love, hate you so much. I just love, hate you. Like, there was such this entanglement of just adore him and can't stand him all at the same time. And I never gave my power away so that I always stayed in my awareness. And to this day, I've had people who are like, oh, I... No, I don't even want to be around him. I don't know what it is, but I just, mm-hmm. I just hate him. I think he's a narcissist. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, do you have any idea what a good shit show he is? Like, if you ever sat and witnessed him play the world, it is awesome. Like, he's yeah. brilliant. He is genius. And he doesn't give a rat's ass if everybody likes him. He is playing yep. the game of what am I going to get from the world, and he's brilliant. And let me tell you, if you are willing to witness that, you will learn so much that will empower you to never, ever, ever fall for the game that the narcissist plays, ever. And yeah. instead, you can really appreciate them. <laughs> you may not want it, to be actually... in, you know, in relationship, but you might really come to appreciate them. I've actually had exact same experiences that you're talking about where I will, because, you know, people will say, beware of so-and-so. You've got to watch out for them. They're a real narcissist. They're really taking advantage and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, good to know. Thanks, whatever. And then I'll engage uh-huh. with that person, and I'll be like, huh, yeah. I mean, I see them. I, 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 I don't. I don't have the same interaction with them that somebody else might because I have cultivated a strong inner authority and I have no problem saying no. And, um, you know, like I, I've shifted all that everywhere. I used to be prime for being taken advantage of. I've changed all of that. So, so that is not, that doesn't easily 
happen in my universe. So, so uh-huh. it's, there's a there's an energetic puzzle piece there that doesn't fit. So if somebody is out, and I love what you said, what can I get from the world? Yep. There is uh, that, and I want to. I'm going to do a little sidebar here just for a second, because because I have a theory about um, this narcissistic behavior. Is that mm-hmm. when somebody's out to get something? I mean, we talked about this toward the end of yesterday's show about you know if you enter into relationship and it's all about what you're going to get from the relationship, you might be a narcissist. And um, yep. and, and and when one of the things that we do not do <clears throat> on this planet. It, we don't do it well, we don't do it at all, is receive. And I talked yeah. some, at some point this week, and I said, look, the only way, I don't remember exactly what I said, but the only way you can, uh, somebody can come along and take advantage of you is if you've already abandoned yourself. I said something of that nature. And so, yes. so what we almost automatically do, uh, what we learn is to abandon ourselves. Our trust is eroded by the people around us who say, no, no, you can't have your own inner authority. You have to listen to me. I know what's right. Um, so, so when you shut down your capacity to receive, and, I, and, and most, I mean, most people are living with between like maybe 0 and 5% capacity to receive. Like it's really, really low if existent at all. So when you shut down your capacity to receive, then you feel that your only alternative is to go out and get or take. Yes. So, so somebody, and I've had a lot of experience with narcissists, narcissistic behavior. They have <laughs> shut down their capacity to receive. Like it's zero, 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 zero. And so yep. one of the things that they do is they have no inherent sense of, of potency. Um, receiving you is where that sense of innate, inherent potency comes from. So if you've completely abandoned yourself and you're receiving nothing of your own natural inherent being, then you feel pretty powerless, pretty ineffective, pretty helpless. So you've got to find some false sense of power. And so they'll go out and use this false sense of power to get from the world because they can't receive. And, I mean, I'm, I'm being a little bit generalistic here. There's a lot of ways I could go into that. Um, but this is what we do. Like, that's, that's why I say, look, everyone's a narcissist until they're not. Because receiving is not something we do with ease. So if we're not receiving, then we're going out to get and take. And we, we create relationships based on extraction. What can I get from this person? What can I get from the world? And so when you become aware that that is how most of the world is functioning, then you see that with ease. Like you were just describing, you meet this person, you're like, wow, look at this guy. Like he is so, what he's able to get from the world. And, and there is, I mean, that, that's a particular skill. <laughs> you know what I mean? All, I, I bet everybody listening to this show knows somebody who has developed the amazing skills of getting and taking yeah. It's it's pretty common. It's pretty common, and and the thing is, you know, you'll just say, let's just talk about somebody um, maybe who's amassed a lot of money by by using that strategy, and yet you right. can look at them and you're like, they're they're not happy, you know, they're living in fear, and they're, uh, I mean, if if you have abandoned yourself, most of your entire experience as you engage with life is fearful, because you have no self trust, none whatsoever. Like this, we, we right. talked about intimacy for a while, and now it's almost like t- now we're talking about, you know, narcissistic behavior is pretty much born from an absence of intimacy because you've abandoned yourself entirely. And I speak from experience. I've said it before, <laughs> recovering narcissist here. When you abandon yourself, you have to look for a false sense of power. And you use that, the victim is an incredibly powerful, false sense of power when you play the victim. It's very seductive because you don't know your own potency. You use victim because you don't know your own true, inherent, always already been there potency. You have abandoned yourself. You have cut yourself off from that to such a degree that you can't receive it anymore. Mm -hmm. That's actually a form of narcissism. I don't hear people talking about this, and I think that's why this, this uh, you know, people keep asking us to continue on this topic because perhaps we're talking about it in a way that others haven't or won't. It's pretty controversial. I know that. <laughs> yes, it is. 
And that's, that's really why we want to do this show is we can talk about narcissistic behavior forever. And it is not until we hold up a mirror so you can look in the mirror that you will realize that focusing on the narcissistic, narcissistic behavior of another will not set you free from your trance of being a victim of narcissistic behavior because that is its own narcissistic behavior. Choosing to be the victim and seeing that you are only the victim. You are always the victim. It, you, you attract people and they're so nice and then you find out they're mean and, oh my gosh, I just can't believe how many times I've been victimized. And as long as you believe that, you are within your own trance and you're the narcissist who's focusing on, I am right about what a victim I am. Let me prove to you how victimized I've been. Let me tell you all the stories. Let me give you all the evidence of the victim that I am and I have no choice and no power. It's all about me, 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 me. Everybody is about targeting me, 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 me. That's narcissism. And it doesn't matter if you're the victim. It does not matter. It's the way you're being of I need to get attention about what a great victim I am that is requiring you to call in people to be villains. Mm -hmm. And that keeps you within it. Mm -hmm. Interlocking puzzle pieces. It just works beautifully together. Click. And there you go. Off to the the races. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and the thing is, you know, this is really, I I have a sense that now is the time, you know, we're at a place (laughs) in our human evolution, if you want to call it that, that it's time for us to really acknowledge our own inherent innate potency. And if we keep playing these games, if we keep, you know, oh, yes, we keep pretending that we're powerless, that we're helpless, that we're at the effect of everything, um, life is going to get harder and harder and harder and harder. We're being called. Mm -hmm. There is a clarion call, I believe, right now that's, that is asking us to step into who, who and what we truly are. And who and what we truly are is not helpless. It's not powerless. That's the lie that we keep pretending. Mm-hmm. So this, to me, is all about um, inviting you to, to take, take on that adventure. I mean, that's essentially what I did. I was like, wow, look at me. I've been playing this helpless, powerless game, living at the effect of everything for the majority of my life. I'm kind of over it. So I took yeah. on the adventure of discovering what my true potency is. And because I had looked at people like my father who act very, who behave very, 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 very narcissistically, I looked at him and I said, I don't ever want to be like that. And I completely dismissed not only the power that comes, the false power that comes from trying to dominate others and control your environment. I dismissed all of that, but I also dismissed my own inherent potency. I dismissed all of it. I just made all of it bad and wrong. And there is a distinction. There is a very, that, that, that I think people need to recognize. There is a distinction between those who use false power to dominate and control. In other words, power mm-hmm. over something, power over others, rather than the, the potency that comes from trusting yourself, having a strong inner authority, those elements of intimacy that we talked about, having gratitude, all of those things, as you cultivate each one of those, honor, trust, uh, allowance, vulnerability, and gratitude, that was one of the things that was so shocking to me is that as I developed and cultivated more intimacy, more potency, more of my own innate potency came online. So, yeah. so we're being called to cultivate that potency in ourselves and this old atavistic, archaic, power over, need to dominate others. It comes from fear. It comes from a deep, deep, unacknowledged fear. Having to control your environment, having to control others, having to dominate and have power over, the seed of that is fear. So when you cultivate your own potency and sense of inner authority and trust in you, then all of that fear begins to evaporate, and you're like, I would need to control for what reason? And <laughs> if, you, if you know yourself to be an infinitely capable and creative being, what would you need to control and dominate? What would you need to manipulate? Yeah. It doesn't make sense anymore. 
it, it really doesn't. It loses that that drive to fix it. It just dissipates. It goes away. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's one thing that I appreciate the question in the uh, chat room early on in the show that I do want to return to and address, and that is I idealize people that I like. I idealize people. It's the fantasy. And this is a common, it's not always, it's not a blanket statement. This is very common for people who are actually very well-versed in being a victim, is they idealize. They live in fantasy. They put up the pretty picture and everybody's perfect. This is where the, just so you know, if you like the labels, borderline personality, where they idealize some, you're either in and you're number one, or they just disgust, they're disgusted and you're out. It's that borderline thing. So there are a lot of ways this comes in and a lot of labels that we behave this way. But, but the thing is that I've seen consistently through clients and friends and, and the narcissists that I've met is how well the the victim is brilliant, brilliantly equipped to create a fantasy, to create idealism, to create a false perfection, to create that pedestal for somebody to be on. Even if the person has no idea they have been hoisted up and put on the pedestal, the the person who loves being the victim creates this just so they can be right. Because if you expect them to be perfect and they disappoint you, heaven forbid, then you are right about being the victim of the disappointment. So even if it isn't grandiose, you know, narcissistic, abusive behavior, just idolizing somebody that they're going to be the perfect coworker or the perfect mate or the perfect you know, whatever, sets them up to prove you're right that you are right and you're the victim because they didn't live up to what it is you created. And that's narcissism. That is you getting that hit, that adrenaline hit of, see, they disappointed me again. I'm always a victim. Mm-hmm. We're so good at gathering evidence for our stories. Yep. Brilliant at it, really. Really, quite brilliant. And the question is, what do you do if you're a sneaky victim? What do you do? And I I know it may sound like we didn't hear you because we're going to repeat something we've said. (laughs) But what you can actually do for any situation, it doesn't matter if you realize you're the asshole narcissist or you're the victim narcissist. It doesn't matter which one it is. The answer is intimacy with you. Know yourself. Know thyself fully completely do not abandon yourself know thyself that's where that's where it is yeah and i and i had i've shared this on the show before i had a i had someone uh a few last year at the end of last year start telling me you're so spiritually advanced you're so spiritually advanced you're so spiritually advanced you're so and i several enough times where i was like okay i gotta ask you what do you mean when you say you're so spiritually advanced like what does that mean to you and she gave me her answer about that, and I said, I said, oh, okay, I, I think what I would uh, describe that as is somebody who has cultivated a very strong self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And, and she was a bit putting me up on a pedestal, just like you're talking about. She's kind of idealizing me and sort of like, wow, I wish I could be more like you. Wow, I really mm-hmm. wish I could be more like you. Because I talked about the way I handled certain situations with, with total ease, and she's like, oh, my God, wow, I don't know if I could ever do that. And, oh, my God, wow, you know. And, and, I'm think, and that's why when she kept saying, you know, oh, you have such, you're so spiritually advanced. And I was like, you know, I'm not special here. This is something that each and every one of us has. And to the degree that you, you know, you can point the finger and say somebody's an asshole or a bully or a narcissist, you can also point the finger and say, wow, they're so amazing. You're so amazing and I'm so not. The truth is you cannot see in others what you yourself do not possess. So if you see somebody and you're like, wow, they're such a genius, or wow, they have such great skill at blah, 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 or they have, you know, what, what qualities and characteristics are you attributing to somebody else? You're idealizing in them that you have denied in yourself. 
Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. again, I have I have spent the better part of twenty years deliberately <laughs> cultivating this very strong self awareness that I have, and I will continue to do that. And it and a lot of people have commented, you know, oh, you you seem so confident, oh, you know, and it's like, well, because I get the value of 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 self-awareness. I really get that. What you just said, know thyself, know thyself, know thyself. If there is one thing that anybody could do that's going to create greater ease in their life, it's know thyself. And frankly, I don't see people willing to take that first step of that adventurous journey until they get tired enough of their own bullshit. And I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert who has that great quote that said, you know, I don't, I haven't seen anybody ever change anything in their life until they got tired enough of their own bullshit. And I would agree. That's, that's, that was me. I wasn't going to change anything until I got tired enough of my own bullshit. And I was like, wow, I've, I've tried this. I've tried my own bullshit every which way I can possibly, and it doesn't work. So I guess what else is possible? (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's so true, and and I think part of what gave me the gift, I I was considering, because I got a a private message that said, Jen, how did you do this? What was your your turning point? And I was like, I think that one of the turning points for me was realizing that I was not the victim of the mean people. I had already come to embrace my inner bitch. I had come to appreciate somebody with a good, you know, honest, Um, not power over, but good dose of badassery. I had already done that. But what, what changed everything for me is when I stopped buying the lie that the victim isn't a narcissist and I stopped believing it because I was blessed to have somebody that I love dearly pull the most narcissistic stunt all from the victim stance, and it woke me up. And that that aspect of the illusion that I was buying was done. And that is when I truly broke my give a damn. That's when, nope, I, I got my back. I am intimate with me first and foremost. It doesn't even matter if it's with my wife. I've got me. I am fully aware of it. And I stopped expecting anybody to be anything other than exactly who they were being. And that is when it changed for me. And I do Akashic Record readings for anybody that, if you don't know what that is, it's just um, records of all time and space. So I do these readings and I, and I see past lives and I see choice and possibilities, whether they were chosen or not. And so often people say, I really need to undo this soulmate contract because I know we've had multiple lives together and they're making me miserable. I'm like, yeah, they are. Aren't they the greatest gift in your world? And they're like, how could you say that? I've been at the effect of them. And I'm like, yeah, they're trying to be the biggest pain in your ass to try to get you to claim your power and potency so you'll stop being a victim. And they're like, take. I'm like, that'll undo it every time. Right there. <laughs> Don't think you're at the effect of it. And all of a sudden, this horrible relationship you think you have to be in, this is bu- as abusive as hell, dissipates and is gone and you're no longer addicted to somebody that treats you like shit. Like that's the magic right there, people. <laughs> you know? And I see it. I see it in the work I do as people who believe they are at the effect of a, you know, an attraction or a contract or something like that. Those things are, they do happen. I witness them. However, they actually have no more power over you than you give them. And everything is undone the moment you claim the power of your choices. That is when it is undone. It dissolves anything. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. <laughs> I know. I'm going to repeat said, that. Is it possible? Can you? Yeah, repeat it, please, because I can't. <laughs> That, well, it comes back to what we were talking about the other day. A choice changes everything in an instant. So you're, we're living a lie that keeps perpetuating a, uh, a sense 
and a, a feeling of helplessness and, and, and powerlessness and living at the effect of, and you gather evidence for that, and you keep living that. That's your Groundhog Day. So you bought the lie that you're powerless, you're helpless, you're ineffective, you can't do it, and you live that lie and you live that lie, and it makes you at the effect of everything, other people, and you feel locked into it. Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, over and over and over and over. Yep. The moment that you recognize, oh, wow, this is really about me claiming, owning, acknowledging the power and potency I've always had, and it, mm-hmm. it really is through cultivating what we've been talking about, those elements of intimacy, everything changes. You will never be at the effect of anything ever again. I'm going to say that again. You will never be at the effect of anything ever again. That is not a pipe dream. That is not a fantasy. That mm-hmm. is what I have created in my life. I know you've created that in your life. We've assisted mm-hmm. you know, many, 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 many clients to create in their lives. If you cultivate this intimacy with yourself, and you discover through cultivating that intimacy with yourself, the power and potency that you have inherently always had, but pretended you didn't, mm-hmm. everything changes and you live at the effect of nothing ever again. If that doesn't appeal to you, great. I mean, you, you had gotten a, um, you had gotten a, uh, a text from someone who, would say, who had asked you, why would I stop being a victim? It works for me. Great, <laughs> right? It works for a lot of people. That's why it's so uh, that's why it's so rampant because it works. If you're using victim to to control your environment and control other people and it's working for you and you don't want to change that, don't. Don't yep. change it. We're yep. actually not telling you you should. Yeah. We're simply saying <laughs> if you've gotten to that point where you've had enough of your own bullshit and it, you know, if it's if if it's working for you, perhaps you don't think that's bullshit because it's working for you. That's fine. If you've had if you've gotten tired enough of your own bullshit and you want to change it, here's what it takes. Yeah, that's I don't even know. It's so faint. Okay, I have to tell you this is hysterical. My my phone's blowing up. This is awesome. People are like, so if I distracted, I do apologize. There are people who cannot be in the chat room who are listening, and that's what what just came through is okay. And the, here's, I'll read one. <laughs> I'm not giving the name away. Take a breath. Um, <laughs> so if I hear you right, you are saying, if I will stop giving my power away, I won't be the victim anymore. But how do, how do I not go crazy wishing they would choose something different? Camera, what do you say to this? <laughs> mm. I don't know how I'll say this. Well, Wishing, I'm going to say again what I said before. If you make their behavior wrong, and it sounds like you are because you want them to change, if you're making their behavior wrong, then you have to take a position to defend against them. Anything, Mm -hmm. anytime you take a position to defend against something, you are putting yourself in the position of lesser. You're making them greater than you, it's it's the very thing that perpetuates the story. I am at the effect of them. If you want them to change, you're basically denying any of your power and you're saying, I need them. I require them to change because I'm powerless against them. Mm-hmm. This is not about ever getting anybody else to change. It's likely not going to happen. It's likely mm-hmm. not going to happen. When you change... The dynamic changes automatically. Right. When you change, the dynamic changes automatically. And what's so weird is that when you truly change, you'll recognize, you're like, oh, my God, it's so weird that I wasn't able to, you know, handle or, or engage with this person. You know, I used to be so afraid of them. I used to be so, you know, I used to feel like they were always judging me or I used to feel whatever. And you'll notice that none of that is present anymore. Because when you've cultivated that sense of uh, your own potency, you, you, you're, the way you engage with them is so very different that you look at them and you're like, wow, I used to think you were like Goliath, and now you're just like a puny little ant. I don't yep. see your power anymore. I don't know what I was so afraid of with you. But that is never right. gonna, like, 
the, every time you say, I want them to change, I want them to change, I want them to change, you are continuing to perpetuate, they are greater than me, I am lesser than them, I am powerless in the face of, their, of, their, of, uh, of how strong and overpowering they are. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and really, if you take a step back and you say, look, they created uh, addiction. They created um, a financial catastrophe. They created health problems, whatever it is. Their choices led them to this point. And you think for one second that you going in, swooping them out of that environment, fixing it for them and being the hero of them makes you the one that has their answers. And in, in the end, every time, they do not learn how to be powerful enough to get themselves to make the change in their life that's required. So we are holding them as the victim in our spiritual superiority and in our intellectual superiority and in our financial superiority of you are lesser than you need me. Why? Because I know it's better for you. That's being a narcissist, y'all. That's narcissistic I know it's best for you. Right. Absolutely. You know, I don't know what's best, and I may hate that it took drug addiction to get my son to where he is, but damned if it wasn't the path that got him to where he is, and it wasn't comfortable, but, like you know, it wasn't my job. It wasn't mine to get me out of. It was his. It was his path, and, and it's the same thing comes in with the, you know, the Akashic Record readings, the soul profiles and things when people are like, I just have this addiction. I'm like, right. Okay, what's stopping you from choosing out of it? Oh, what if you didn't make it wrong? Oh, you well, but it is wrong. Who says? Society. Okay, are you buying it just because society says it? What if you stop making it wrong? Then how could you choose something different? So often when we think that something is wrong, we've labeled it as bad and wrong, we block out all of the possibilities for choosing different because the label of wrong comes with judgment and the judgment is what creates separation from what is possible so therefore you don't see what is possible that you could choose differently the magic's in your choice again when you make judgment the orienting principle of your life and i love that because it's like it's like uh what if you're i mean i i was a blackout drunk for drunk drinker (laughs) i was a blackout drinker (laughs) For 20 years, and I there was nothing wrong with that. I was having a good time. I was party girl. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And then the day when I decided I didn't want to live like that anymore, I just stopped. Really simple. Mm-hmm. And people are just flabbergasted. They're like, "You just stopped." And I'm like, "Yep, I just stopped." Just one day, I was like, "Yep, not going to drink anymore." And they're like, "You just stopped." I'm like, mm-hmm, "Yep, just stopped." And and why was it so easy for me? Because I never judged that what I was doing was wrong. I never judged that what I was doing was wrong. When you make judgment the orienting principle in your life, you live at the effect of everything you judge. And you believe you are powerless in the face of it, and you can't change it. I've said it before, I'll say it again, allowance is the lubricant for change. I wasn't even an allowance of it because I wasn't even judging it. I was just like, this is my life. This is my lifestyle. This is how I live. Nothing wrong with it. Nobody ever told me it was wrong. I just lived that way. And then one day when I was like, I don't want to do it this anymore, I just stopped. It's no different than saying, I think I'm not going to finish this glass of milk. I don't want any more milk. I think I'm going to go to the grocery store now. I think I'll change my clothes. I think I'm tired. I'll go to bed. How difficult are those choices in your life? Why? Because you're not judging them, unless you are. When you make judgment the orienting principle in your life, you live at the effect of everything you judge. Yeah. You act as if you're powerless and helpless in the face of judgment. Judgment is so big and strong and powerful, and there's just little old me. (laughs) You don't know what it's like to be an addict. (laughs) Yeah, I do. It's so hard. I can't choose. I get it. It's working for them. But don't yeah. if you go in and you judge them, okay, you're being a narcissist also. So instead, if you look at them and go, wow, this is really working for you. Awesome. 
yep. I will never forget. I mean, I, I literally watched somebody have a, a complete tantrum meltdown. And within a few moments, everybody in their family dynamic that I was just an outsider visiting, thank goodness, it was so fun to be a guest that day. Everybody started coddling because they threatened the, to leave. So, of course, you know, the fear of rupture kicked in and everybody started begging them to stay. I watched this whole dynamic play out. And eventually everybody went in to go do dishes. And this individual that I don't know other than they're freaking brilliant and I were left at the table. And I looked up and I said, fabulous. And he looked at me and said, excuse me? I said, you are quite fabulous. You are really, really amazing. And his eyes got big and he goes, I am? I said, yeah, you actually really are. I am so amazed. Is so, I'm so glad I met you today. And as I watched him relax, he no longer needed to get the attention of everybody in the space. And he actually joined the family in connection and they had a really calm and they started playing games and, you know, doing karaoke and stuff because he quit trying to demand that he wasn't powerless in that, in the family dynamic. And I meant what I said. I wasn't judging him. I know what you're doing. You're so good at manipulating them. It wasn't that. I truly was in awe of the skills he had created to orchestrate what he came to get from the family. He just didn't know that he could get it by seeing that he was fabulous. Oh, that. People only knew. If they people only knew that receiving was so much easier than getting and taking. (laughs) So is. (laughs) You know. It truly is. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, you, you had... Uh, this this other piece that keeps, you know, I've, I'm like, okay, we've got a few minutes left here in the show. This other piece about, um, you know, loving somebody, knowing they can be more. You know, how do I love somebody when I know they can be more? Uh, if somebody's being abusive and they're, how do I how do I not, you know, try and intervene? Um, you you mentioned the superiority piece, right? And and it's another something I wrote I wrote on the on my Facebook page the other day. Perhaps it's perhaps a pinnacle of superiority to think that you have the right to make someone else's choices for them. It's perhaps the pinnacle of superiority to think that you have the right to make someone else's choices for them. And boy, do the yabbats come up. Yabbat, 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 yabbat. Yes, but I'm watching them destroy their lives. Yes, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. The thing is, I'm going to go right back to what I just said. When you make judgment the orienting principle of your life, you live at the effect of everything you judge. If you've decided that the way somebody is living is wrong, that's a judgment. And you get to live at the effect of that. What if... Every choice is a viable one. Every choice in existence. There's a field somewhere out beyond right and wrong. Will you join me there? Rumi. What if every choice is a viable one? What if we were willing to get off this, uh, this polarity of right and wrong and we actually were willing to be with what is? Until you're willing to acknowledge that every choice is a viable one, you will sit in your superiority castle and make judgment your orienting principle of your life and live at the effect of everything you judge. And I tell you what, that is not fun. That is not fun. So again, this is just a choice. Do you want to keep living in a place of heartbreak and misery and, oh, my God, I can't save them from themselves? Or do you want to give the gift of allowance? What if allowance is a gift? I, I get, we talked about it before. It's the gift you give to yourself. What if it's all the, also the gift you give to others? And what if that gift of allowance is the very thing that opens up the space of possibility where they, for the first time, begin to see that maybe there's another choice available to them? Because judgment locks everything down. 
And so mm-hmm. when you judge somebody else's behavior, you're actually contributing to locking that down so it can't change. It makes it when if if I'm if I'm being a blackout drinker and everybody's judging me, if I've got a family of 20 people that are judging me, it's going to take me an almost Herculean effort to overcome all of the lockdown of that judgment because they're doing it, I'm doing it, everybody's judging. The more judgment present, the more it's lockdown. Lockdown. How much possibility is there because I've because I've oriented myself around judgment, so therefore I'm powerless in the face of it. And I'm like, yeah, judgment wins. I can't change this. Allowance is incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. And the the crazy paradoxical thing is when we actually give somebody the gift of allowance, for the first time they're like, wait, there's space here. I don't, what's this? I don't feel as locked down. I don't feel as constricted and restricted as I did before. There seems to be space here. I don't know what that is. They probably can't articulate it. But the thing is, for the first time, they might notice they have a different choice available to them. It seems very paradoxical from what we're told, but I've seen it over and over and over and over and over again. It actually works. It does. It works all the way around. When you allow somebody to be the tyrant that they are, you get to see so much. It it actually is one of the most ah it as a you know recovering victim mentality and then as you know also going into the recovery of narcissism myself both sides and like i did the dance i went around the whole thing you know when i stopped judging and i began to witness with allowance no judgment just watching i was amazed at what was revealed to me i was amazed by how much people just started pouring out what they what their fears were, pouring out their love, pouring out their appreciation, pouring out all of it because there was space to do so. And because I didn't judge it, they actually could see what they poured out. It wasn't just me receiving it. They actually started to see, to become aware of themselves of what was being poured out. I didn't have to tell them what to change. They, It was like, I just heard what I said. I just heard what fell out of my face while I was projecting at you. And, oh, my God, that's not what I meant at all. And hold on, I'm going to address this. And guess what? I'm still sitting over there going, this is amazing. Look at what you're doing. This is awesome. Well done. Well played. Way to show up. Way to live this moment of your life. This is fabulous. And I wasn't taking not one second of it personally. You do not have to be right. You don't, especially not for anybody else. But if you can be kind, if you can give the gift of allowance for yourself and for others, what you used to crave in being right, which was connection Mm -hmm. and validation, Mm -hmm. will be so abundant you could swim in it. And you don't have to make anybody wrong in order to experience it. You get to just be in it and bask in it and invite people and people will join you and then they'll go away and you're just going to stay there in it. And that's all the people who are trying so hard to be right. That's what they're craving. That's what they're fighting for. It doesn't matter if they are being the victim or the villain or the hero or the martyr or the addict. It does not matter what what game they're playing to achieve it. It is what it is they are seeking, and it is found in the space of allowance. That's where true communion exists. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's it's so beautiful, and my whole body, as you're talking, is just at such ease because it's like, right, that, that, that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and and we mm. use judgment to create connection when we could, if we allowed it, be in communion. Maybe that's another show. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. don't realize they're using judgment to create connection. Yeah. And when you give up that as your connection strategy, what's there, what's always already been there, is that space of communion that is so 
it's so much more delicious than the connection you created from judgment ever could be. Mm-hmm. Or the desperate way you were attempting to create connection through all the strategies that you just mentioned. Right. Yeah. You know, I I really, I just want to say to the listeners, like, I just want to acknowledge, it takes bravery. It actually takes some courage to ride this ride, it, to get, a, especially to hit your wagon to this show. <laughs> because we do yeah. have the pot. We do expose the lies. We, we are aware of it, and we don't hide that from you. We don't play the game of nicey-nice while we, you know, like try to manipulate you into it. We tell you straight up. The reason that we tell you straight up is because we don't believe that manipulation to be more creative over you empowers you. We believe, and we show up with the stance of, we believe you are fucking powerful and that you can hear it and that we will say it until you do if you don't hear it yet. And there's nothing wrong with you hearing it or not, but we're going to keep saying it. We're going to be right where we are in allowance, and we are going to continue to practice it in ourselves, with ourselves, to be the space to say whatever you're choosing. It's working for you. And if it's not, what do you want to change? We are not the gurus. We are not the ones up on the pedestal. We are just the invitation. And it takes guts to listen to this. And so I commend you. I'm fucking celebrating you right here, right now. Good for you for listening, for, for chewing us out, for sending messages, for saying what the hell, for not listening, for saying I'll never listen again. Good for you because you know what? That's a choice. And we actually believe that's your superpower. So whatever you mm-hmm. choose, good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every choice is a viable one. Every choice <laughs> is a viable one. In my in my reality, you can't make a wrong choice. Right. You can't make a wrong choice. It doesn't exist. It's the choice that you feel is required for you in this moment. It's not right or wrong, it's just the choice that you feel is required for you at this moment. Every choice is a viable one. So I, I I don't have the point of view anymore that people make wrong choices. I'm like, you're making that choice, good for you. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That this to me is what it feels like there seems to be this stillness and this is what it feels like outside the trance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Where it's just like Yep. I don't have to shadow dance with you. I don't I I don't need to manipulate. There's nothing to gain, nothing to get. Oh, but this peace and this space and allowance and expansion, now this I'll receive. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and and this allows you to be in communion with even somebody that is behaving narcissistically. Like I right. have so much love for my father who behaves incredibly narcissistically. I don't I don't I haven't cut him out of my life. I haven't made him wrong or the bad guy, did for a long time, don't anymore. And I actually can spend time with him and enjoy him just as he is. Right. Yep. I have the same experience. Oh, I just love that. Look how they're showing up. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. I, can, I can totally enjoy this. I enjoy it. I enjoy it because it is just them expressing who they be. And for me to say don't express that way is like saying I love you less because you're wearing green as opposed to blue. And that doesn't make sense in my world, so I don't choose that. I just choose to appreciate and love and just celebrate how people are choosing to live. And that's the invitation today. So as we wrap up the show, yeah, just welcome to life. Outside the trance. <laughs> you can choose Welcome it. Welcome to seducing aliveness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, thanks, Camera, for another great show. And we'll be back tomorrow, you guys. I hope you'll join us. 
Thank you very See much. See you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.